We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, coming to you live from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. If you have not already, make sure you go to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button so you can get updates whenever we go live, typically at 9 p.m. on Sunday. But Father's Day special, we're here at 3 p.m. Central Time. Congrats, Taylor. What, on Father's Day? Thank you. Okay. Actually, the only dad of the pod is not here. Uh, Justin joined the day with his family, so shouts to Justin. But we are joined by Taylor Peterson. I had this crazy dream this weekend that the Thunder traded for uh, Kimball Walker. We have also Nick the Crane. Dallas Mavericks imploded. Yep, I'm not Crazy a father. Dreams. None of us are fathers. Thank God. <laughs> that, that we not know. That of. Nick knows. Yeah, that right. we know of. We also have Kamiar Morabian along for the ride. I'm just here, man. I'm 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 watching the Suns in the Clippers game right now. Hey, Russell Westbrook is Pat Bev's father. It's <laughs> a happy Father's Day to Russ. Jeez. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, man, thank you so much for downloading our show. If you enjoy it, please make sure to go hit us with a five-star rating. Uh, a little comment would mean a ton for us, so we would greatly appreciate if you would do that. It takes about 10 seconds of your time. Uh, thank you for that in advance. Before we get started, guys, quick programming note. First, if you haven't listened to our Al Horford trade podcast that Justin and I did on, what was that? I guess Friday morning. Make sure to go and check that out. Uh, Justin and I had a blast recording that one. It's got a lot of good content. Besides that, tomorrow, Monday, Nick will be live on Spotify Green Room, formerly known as Locker Room, uh, for a hangout. So make sure you go join Nick. And then Tuesday, the day we've all been looking forward to, the NBA Draft Lottery, live at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. As soon as that concludes, all of us will be jumping on Spotify Green Room and hanging out, giving our live reactions, whether jubilation at pick number one and five or uh, the, the massive depression from uh, picks seven and 18. We will be live <laughs> with you to get your thoughts. So make sure to join us on the Spotify Green Room Tuesday after the draft lottery. Wednesday, we have a special bonus pod coming out with a draft bonus guest. Pod. So super excited for that. And then we, after that, we will be back to our normal schedule. We will be on Green Room again on Friday afternoon and then our 9 p.m. live stream again next Sunday. So make sure to join us for that. Gentlemen, you three were not on the emergency Al Horford for Kemba Walker trade pod that Justin and I did. This is your first time on the pod since that's happened. So I want to get your reactions. 
who goes first? Do I go first? Oh, <laughs> yeah. sure. Call me art. Call me art. Like I mean, it, love it, or hate it. To be to be fair, I was commenting while you guys were podcasting. That was true. Um, I much appreciated. It, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like I liked it because. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, you got the sounder. <laughs> yep. I knew that's why you asked that question. I, I liked it just because OKC sends out Al Horford, Moses Brown, who people that don't watch OKC are high on because they just watch box scores. Um, I was just excited. OKC almost gets a lottery pick for Al Horford, which is something that I didn't think was going to happen. And of course, they bring back Kemba Walker and they're going to bring him to Sam Presti's rehabilitation center for reputations and hopefully flip him for something similar or for a team that's, I mean, like, do you guys think he even lasts the summer or do you think he plays a year? That's what I was going to bring up as well. That's a great question. We'll actually get into that whenever we get into some of our mailbag questions. That one comes up quite often. So let's save our answers for the mailbag, but that's a great point. Come here. I like it for both teams, but I love it for the Thunder. <laughs> So I want you to play a different sound. Oh, you said you love it for the Thunder. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to set you up and you jumped the gun. Um, <laughs> got these trigger fingers, man. I'm the, ready to go. The fact, Kind of like Kamir said, the fact that Oklahoma City got a lottery pick was kind of shocking. Um, on top of the fact that they got Kimba Walker, who I think has a damaged reputation by folks on Twitter that didn't watch the Celtics play all year and just kind of saw, Oh, we only played, you know, 40 or so games. He only averaged 19 or 20 a game. If you take out last season, which we've already seen the statistics on guys getting more injured than ever. Um, he was a, like a four time all-star, like four consecutive time all-star. He was averaging like 26 a game, played all 82 games his last season in Charlotte. Like he's durable. It's, it's a one time anomaly type season. Like, Chris Paul completely revitalized his image. I'm not saying he's going to yeah. become th- that, but if he gets back to even what he was before, just it's, stays it's, healthy for a season. Even right, to your it's, point. it's worth keeping him around for half a season and flipping with the, flipping with the deadline. Like he is a, I don't know. We could talk about this unless in the mailbags. Where would you put him in the top X of point guards in the NBA? Top 15? Top yeah, 10? That's a good point. Ugh, that's tough, but yeah, yeah, that 15 range. And it depends. Yeah. It depends on health. Health, health is a, a massive factor there. Right. right. I think, uh, I got a lot of thoughts, but I'm, I'm saving it for the mailbag. Saving <laughs> it for the mailbag. I do too. Um, overall, I'm going to have to agree. It looks like we aren't going to be able to play the hate it sounder, but, um, I'm going to go with love it as well. So the Thunder traded uh, Carmelo in a first for Schroeder, who they then traded for Danny Green in a first. Uh, traded, yeah, Danny for Horford, um, and a Horford first. in a first, and then and yeah, traded and yeah, and, me, and the rights to Mitchich, and then you, they traded Horford for Kimba in a first. Not only any first. This is kind of what I've been thinking about um, over the weekend. I joked about dreaming about this trade, but um, I have been thinking about it. Getting 16 for Horford in this draft actually is pretty phenomenal return, um, regardless of whatever happens with Kimba. So, <laughs> definitely. And Justin and I talked about it on the emergency pod, but 16 is just more ammo uh, and more flexibility for the Thunder to do something leading up to the draft and on draft night. So, yep, exactly. I think we have a lot ahead of us still. I am very very excited for but jacob that's too many picks hey <laughs> why they can't, they can't bring all those players back to Oklahoma city i can't wait for G- richer i can't wait for gms to say sorry presty i'm not gonna take your pa- trade package even though it's the best trade package because you have too many picks mm-hmm, yeah i'm super no, I excited want your four picks i want your two i want the that, two picks over here that'll show you that Sam Presti is banking off the socialism of NBA basketball. That, that made me stuck. Right? Yeah, I, I, that's what it is. I I feel a lot of jealousy there. And then also, I know this has been said a lot on other podcasts and on Twitter, but just people trying to be the smart NBA guy uh, and trying a little too hard. But like, for example, if we're taking uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I saw some Cavs guys saying something similar. Like, we don't have a LeBron James who grew up in OKC 
And you know what? I, I just, it, we don't have a guy. Maybe Kevin Durant comes back someday and is going to lead us to a championship. Like that's just very unlikely. Um, what Presti is doing is increasing the odds for a very heavily weighted um, league that favors big markets. And this, this is how he's counteracting that. And I think he's done a fantastic job at it, but of course we're going to have to wait and see what he does with all these picks. Definitely. Um, and let's I, I think be, we feel good about it. <laughs> let's be very clear. If there is a, a player that the Thunder want to trade for and team A offers three first round picks and, and the Thunder offer four first round picks, the team that's trading the player isn't going to say, oh, you have too many picks, Sam Presti. I'm going to take the three picks instead of the four. That's how to get fired 101, <laughs> right? Let's not overthink this. Well, what's that being said? I got that off my chest. Tuesday is the night we've all been waiting for, guys. The NBA draft lottery. This is the last time we get to do this live on the pod, so I am relishing in it. We are going to do a live Tankathon Sim. So if you are joining us live on the show here on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, you'll get to see this live. If not, we'll uh, we'll just, I mean, read off the the results. But gentlemen, here we go. First, how many how many times am I hitting this roll, this sim lottery button? One, two, three, five. Yeah, that's fair. It's we'll split the one. Well, okay, last time we'll do five. You ready? Here we go. Spin oh. number one gets oh. OKC six, sixteen, and eighteen. Ugh. Not super excited about that one. Nick, if this is what happens on Tuesday night, who do you want the Thunder to take at six? Um, Probably Scotty. It's got to be Scotty. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think Scotty's pretty firmly number six for me. All yeah. right, here's number two. Thunder get five. five, 16, and 18. Taylor, if the Thunder land at five on Tuesday night, is it just a foregone conclusion? It's Kaminga? It feels that way. Um, there hasn't really been talk that I've seen um, from the different people that we follow and talk to that Kaminga is like rising up draft boards. So I think it's Kaminga at five. And I don't think you should take anybody above him. Spin number three, the Thunder get five and seven. If they take uh, Kaminga at five, Kamiar, and Scotty Barnes is off the board at six to Detroit, who do you think they take at seven? What What's your go-to there? Man, that's a good question. Like that's tough because I I have really no idea. Like Giddy's a nice guy that I think a lot of people like like to look at. Uh, man, I really have no clue where the yeah. Thunder goes, and that's why I'm so adamant about OKC has to avoid. Of course, five and seven is awesome and great, but OKC has to avoid seven and eighteen because mm -hmm. they've done this most of this for nothing if they get seven and eighteen. But uh yeah, I have no clue. I honestly am not really thinking that far ahead. That's kind of like Keon Johnson range. A lot of people have him locked in that no. area. I'm yeah. taking Keon Johnson late. I'm not high on yep. Keon at all. Same. One through four feels like that's the the superstar bunch of the group. Five and six to me is starting to feel pretty firmly. And, and well, I guess we'll get more of a feel after the combine. But five and six is feeling pretty firmly Kaminga Scotty. Yep. And then after that seven, like I, I think that is where we really start to get into uncharted and unknown waters. Uh, taking so that a was flyer on Jalen Johnson. Oh, shit. At seven, I'm almost saying like, Jones. You, take, you take Book Knight, you take Giddy, you take uh, Moses Moody, somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here is spin number four. This time the Thunder get five and six. Goodness. Nick, Nick is that just Camila <laughs> Scotty? It feels redundant, especially with Baisley. It does feel redundant, but you I also have to you take trade it. I wonder if you trade one of those out. Yeah. Yeah. Does five like and six that. get you four? No. You don't think so? I don't so? think so. No, I don't think so at all. Um, I wonder, but I do wonder, I mean, mm. Five and six and another asset might. Yeah. It's tough. All right. Here is spin number five. Come on. Get us a top three. Gosh, five and seven again. <laughs> hey, I'm getting the bad ones out now. All right. That's right. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting the bad ones out now. So Does this give you the sense that, that one of Kuminga and Scotty Barnes is going to be in a Thunder uniform next year? That's it kind of makes me feel that way. And we'll do a ton of draft breakdowns on those guys. I 
I really like Scotty Barnes. I do too. Like I really like him. If he can develop any sort of a jump shot, <laughs> you 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 play him at the five. <laughs> That's the same OKC narrative from the last. I know. Years. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right, guys. We are. Uh, we asked everybody for questions for a mailbag pod. We went on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, and you guys showed out with a ton of great questions. Uh, so we are just going to hit as many of these as we can. Uh, so if you sent in a question, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's get started. Komiar, you get the first one. This one comes from Jeff Elkins on Facebook. This one's tough. He says, after yesterday, he, he sent this in on Saturday. After yesterday's trade, uh, many OKC fans might assume that we are going to get a power forward or a center uh, since the Thunder traded away Al Horford and Moses Brown. Who are some guys that play those positions that you think might best complement SGA, Dort, and maybe Kemba and be available when we pick? So you could both you could go here, Kamiar, either like a draft pick as a power forward or center, or maybe a trade target or a free agent signing. Okay, that that was my question. I was like, am I doing it from the draft? Am I doing it from whatever? Okay. Oh man, I don't know if you want to get a center or like a, a big, like a legit big. Um, if you're drafting, you know, let's say you get five and seven, Mobley's not there. Kaminga will be there by then, and he can play four for you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would get playing time. Now, I mean, there are going to be several dudes in the market that are going to be restricted. I know you like Zach Collins, and just to see what Portland will do. Remember when Portland's they signed Ennis Cantor to a massive contract and OKC matched. I wonder if OKC will do the reverse thing to Portland with Zach Collins. Uh, of course, everybody's been talking about it. And I mean, like who mentioned it? Oh, I can't remember. One of the big NBA Twitter guys said that in a Kemba Porzingis trade seems oh, yeah. ine- inevitable as of now. Uh, Manix. That was a yeah, Manix. Manix said it was an exec that said that to him. And so, I mean, like there are, there are, those are three legit things that could happen. Um, but of course, Sam Presti hasn't really had that much success drafting centers in the draft. And so I would rely more on trade and not necessarily free agency considering it is Oklahoma city. So a lot of it mm-hmm. probably will come through the draft or via trade. I like that point. Like you take the best talent available and then you can go out and fill those positions. Hence why Moses Brown was traded um, in that Horford trade. Now, just like back specifically to the question, one guy that I've actually been watching a lot, and I do like, I brought him up um, here a couple of podcasts ago, but Alperin Singun um, from Turkey. I think he was a Turkey League MVP, 18 years old. Um, he's 6'10", 240, so he's not necessarily the biggest center out there by any means, but I love his, um, well, it, it was kind of interesting. When I first like kind of looked into him, it was because Kevin O'Connor had him pretty high, I believe number nine on his big board. Uh, he called him a throwback big, which I think is fair. Because a lot of things I watched was back to the basket, hook shots, um, post ups. But he's he a has playmaker, quite though. a bit of range too. Yeah, he he can he definitely has vision, and I like his. Uh, I, I saw some really nice jump shots, uh, mid range jump shots. But he also isn't afraid. Like he had a step back three point shot that reminded me of, like something Poku would do. <laughs> um, so he's somebody that's really interesting. I think very a versatile center who can t- continue to expand his game, and if he can, he'll be a fantastic player. But somebody I think would fit really well with this uh, iteration of the Thunder. I kind of like the, uh, what's his name? The the Spanish kid, Us, is it Usman Garuba? Garuba, yeah. From, he's not yeah, a center, from though. Yeah, he's like a... Uh, he's, a he's a big wing. Yeah. Um, why am I going blank? Guy from Toronto. OG. Ananobi is who he yeah. reminds me of. Yeah. You can play him at center. You can play him at center. You can play anybody at center. This is, that's what's really weird about this draft, not to take us completely off topic, but there's not a lot of, like, not just just not a lot of centers, <laughs> not a lot of like true bigs. It's interesting. Nick, next question is from you. This one comes from Beermon four three three eight zero five three two. That's on my Twitter. man Turner. <laughs> Beermon he says, "Can OKC turn Kemba Walker into a sixth man of the year candidate?" And uh, think it would be a good spot. Do you think it would be a good spot until we can flip him? No, if Kemba Walker's playing sixth man, 
it's it's the sixth man in the locker room, not even on the floor, not even on the bench. Like he's if if he's gonna be on this team, he's gonna be a starter. Sam Presti knows that his trade value is gonna be highest if he's a starter. He's not even gonna explore the opportunity of bringing him off the bench. It doesn't make any sense. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Any of you guys have any thoughts on Kemba as sixth man? It depends on if do we have another uh, question about Kemba in general. Is that where we, we're kind of wanting to get into oh, what we, they we do? Ha- with Kemba? We have a lot more Kemba questions. Oh, okay, so don't never worry mind. About that. I'm gonna yeah, my thoughts are kind of more related to what happens with Kemba moving forward. But Nick's spot on six man Kemba would be. Uh, I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, Taylor from I think this is Notow N O T O W on Reddit. Which is more likely, trading into the top five or trading into the late lottery? That's that's interesting. Um, just really quick, Silver just tagged us on something on Twitter. Our guy Silver, uh, Eric Manor, just put on his LinkedIn. Uh, started a new position as player development coach at the OKC Thunder. Hey, very nice. That's kind of cool. He um, was I, uh, he was an assistant for the Blue for the past two years. So they brought him up to the big leagues. That's cool. I like that a lot. Um, now I think it's much more likely at the Thunder Gun trade into the top five simply because I think um, Sam's going to be very aggressive, just like we saw with him obtaining pick 16 in this draft um, in return for Horford. Like you said, Jacob, I think that's a pretty big indication that he's going to try and package picks and continue to trade up. Um, Now, if you land two and five or three and five, two top five picks, then I could see where maybe he's taking offers on pick 16, because again, you're not going to be able to bring that many rookies onto this upcoming team. Um, but I think it's most likely that Presti trades into the top five rather than trading back towards outside the lottery. Very good. Kamiar, we're coming back to you for this one. Uh, from Real Brand XO on Twitter asks, what are our thoughts on Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo not having Shea in their recent top 40 NBA players? People still listen to Bill Simmons and uh, Ryan Rosillo. Yeah. That was my. That was going to be my comment. I was going to say, who still listens to Bill Simmons? And I, I've never listened to Ryan Rosillo in my life. I'd be curious to see who they put in ahead of Shea, like especially those, those last like five to ten players. Uh, of course, I think we all would say that Shea is probably a top thirty NBA player at this moment. Um, so, I mean, I feel relatively unbothered because uh, their opinions don't mean much to me. I think. And the only other thing I think too, like just <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but in their defense, they didn't watch OKC this past season. Um, there wasn't the opportunity to, nor did they really care to probably from their standpoint. And I would understand why they probably didn't see the growth that we did. And yeah. all they saw was Shea sitting out in the second half of the season well, when the headlines came up. So well, that's a lot of people didn't. In, right. Yeah. Have, look, look at the all-star. Like, Shout out our friends and no dunks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's Bill Simmons, so you know his one through fifteen top players in the league were all Boston Celtics. <laughs> he probably had Moses Brown at, at number sixteen in the league. Yeah, so. LeBron at seventeen. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing to nothing to worry about there. Nick from Pac-Man Tomlinson on Twitter: Would you prefer to keep Kemba and his twenty points per game, or flip him again? If flip, what are some places he can be flipped? And will it happen this offseason or a trade deadline or next offseason? So you want to keep Kemba around or flip him as soon as possible. Where are some logical places that he makes sense? And uh, at what what is the timing for that trade? Um, there's no concrete answer to the first part. Um I'd be fine with him sticking around. I think I'd prefer for him to be flipped, but just like I'm sure Sam Presti's thinking, not going to flip him just to flip him. It's got to be something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. He's going to feel offers out, you know? Um, if I had to guess, he'd be flipped. Um, timing wise, I think it would be um, before the All Star break. I don't see him sticking around past the All Star break just because he has a player option. Um, can, I, can I offer a uh, an insight there, real quick? Yeah. I think as far as timing is concerned, a Kemba trade happens before this season starts, before training camp, or during next year's offseason. That $39 million is just so much to match that it's going to have to be like a three-for-one, four-for-one type of thing. And those are just so hard to pull off during the season whenever your roster is capped at 15 people versus the offseason where it's capped at 20. 
Good point. I feel like that's more of an off-season swap because just the money is hard to match. I mean, I look back to the Chris Paul trade. Thunder took in four players for Chris Paul. Is that right? I think that's going to be something similar with Kemba. Yeah, but at the same time... Um, you always have those desperate teams that are trying well, to make that championship. Push. That and the, the player option freaks me out. Like we all thought Chris mm-hmm. Paul, there's no way he's declining it. Like mm-hmm. Kimba could walk next summer if he really wanted to, if he had a, a great yep. rehabilitation season and someone, he got the, the, the vibe that he could get, you know, four years, 80 million on a new contract or opt into that last year. Maybe he thinks long-term money and opts out and the Thunder get nothing mm-hmm. for him. Um, it's got to be in the back of their head. Trade. Yep. You've also got to consider on the players and players out the Thunder have a lot of tiny contracts. Like as much as Kimba makes, you could tack on two or three of those minimum guys or the non-guaranteed guys. And it's not going to make it much bigger. I think, yeah. it's, I think, I think that Thunder roster is pretty flexible in that aspect. I think it was Andrew Schlecht who I heard say uh, the Thunder could have done this trade even with Horford still on the roster, which made me chuckle because it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm so, with you guys there. Nick, um, the other part of that question was, what are some logical landing spots for Kemba? Any, any in mind? Let's all talk about this because I think we have in the in the Slack. We talked about New York. Um, New York has the cap space, right? The cap space. We've and the need about, of a true point guard. <laughs> talked about the Lakers. Um, that one gets interesting. And it's hard to up. make money match there. The Clippers, I think, uh, hard to make money match there as well, though. Obviously, the um, Mavericks, like Dallas, obviously, yeah, exactly. I think Miami's uh, an interesting, interesting one. one. Yeah, that's you the mentioned one I'm really Houston, in. Jacob. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Here's a fun one that I've thought a little bit about. What about the Chicago Bulls? Yep, that's interesting. Um, you probably your backcourt like- defense sucks with Kemba and Zach Levine, but. You've got some certified bucket getters and Kemba helps push you closer to the playoffs. I think than starting Kobe white. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder, I wonder if they don't do it because of Kobe white. And I don't wonder if they don't want to hinder his kind of progress as a guy that's really taken kind of those next steps after being a rookie. Uh, He, what he torched the thunder a couple of times within the last couple of years. I don't know how high they are on him. Uh, I know there was a lot of, pushback from a lot of people who cover the bulls on how Kobe played this season and, and could not facilitate really. Uh, yep. So I, I call me, I definitely think his development over the summer probably plays a big role in that. I've got Jacob. a dark horse. Ooh. Okay. I do too. So team, you go first. a team that's been, I mean, it, and there's a million point guards that could go after. And I think tonight's game has a lot to do with it, but the Sixers, that's a good yeah, one. That's the one I was going to bring up. I brought that up to Jacob or sorry. We were Kemba talking for about Simmons straight up. You heard it on the uncontested <laughs> yeah. first. Well, we were talking about the heat on Friday's green room, Jacob and I, and, um, and I mentioned, you know, the, the Lowry thing, you know, there's going to be the heat, the Sixers, the Lakers all trying to go after Lowry again. And if one of those teams strike out, they could fall back to Kemba, particularly the Sixers and the heat. So I'm with you there. I love it. All right, let's go on to the next question. Taylor from Arvin Soldad on Facebook. He says, this is off topic, but do you guys think if we tanked the year after the snake, AKA Kevin Durant left us, <laughs> would the NBA rig the draft for us just like they did for the Cavs and the Pelicans? <laughs> so basically, uh, Taylor, are you a draft conspiracy theorist? Uh, I mean... Freeze those ping pong balls. We'll do whatever it takes. But no, I, I'm not. Um, I, I get it. And look, I'm saying all this and the Thunder may win the draft lottery and there's probably going to, make, going to be more and more people saying that's rigged. But no, um, I, I don't think so. Also, I it, it, it's so hard. Like, I mean, again, we have all the hindsight now, but to go back and think about that season, I think what happened was great for the city, was great for the organization um, with Russell Westbrook. And then obviously has led to everything else now. Um, Preston being able to flip Russ, flip PG like he he has, and now set up this new era of Thunder basketball perfectly. So um, I'm glad we didn't tank then. I also would have understood if they did. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> think, think he handled it correctly. Kamiar from Biscuit2322 on Reddit. He says, rumor mill has it that Colin Sexton is on the market. Cavs are hesitant about paying him, would prefer someone bigger as to not have two undersized guards as their starting backcourt. And they believe the offense runs more efficiently with Garland at the point guard. If the Thunder fall out of the lottery, uh, or I guess maybe out of the top five is what he means here, 
how would you see the potential fit of Colin Sexton on the Thunder? And what would you be willing to give Young up for bull. him if the Cavs are ready to move on? I would not welcome a Sexton trade considering he would take the ball out of Shea's hands. And he, you guys remember that play where Kevin Love was just like basically shouting at Sexton from yeah. midcourt, like telling him to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I just don't think you can take the ball to Shea's hands and give it to Sexton as much because Shea does need to have the ball in his hands to be successful. Same thing for Sexton. They're both different players, but I'd rather have um, what's his deer and Fox than Colin Sexton. Oh, oh yeah. That's a no brainer. And, and, and I, I just, no, the answer is no. I'd rather have LeBron than Josh Hustis. No, of course. (laughs) But like, it's just, why would you want a ball, another ball dominant point guard in on the team? Who's not really a playmaker. And that's why, that's why Cade is so attractive next to SGAs because he doesn't have to score the ball to be effective. And if you have guys that can do that, but also have the ability to turn on the scoring, and he could play one through four and, and like in and, and Sexton yep. is purely just like a guard, the combo yeah. guard. Yep. Yeah, Sexton is a is a bit of a gunner. I think uh the the point that Biscuit two three two two brings up with the fit of Sex Sexland and Garland. I almost called him Sexland. Uh shout out to the Cleveland folks. There you go. Um is the same problem you would have with him and OKC with Shay, right? You're just Agreed. you're moving you're moving the problem to a different city. Nick, next one is for you. This is a fun one from Jesse posts here on Twitter. Which player improves the most this summer? And why is it Poku hashtag fanny pack fashion? Um, but seriously, which, which of the current thunder players makes the biggest jump during the summer? Um, Poku is definitely up there just because he could not touch a basketball and just hit the weights and improve like mm-hmm. pretty easily. I'm going to go out here on a limb and I'm going to pick someone that's not like obvious um, or may not be the popular answer. I think Darius Baisley has a big summer and he finally starts feeling the pressure of like, I'm not the young guy anymore. There's going to be a bunch of young guys coming in under me playing similar positions. I think he comes out next year and finally has that breakout. I think he's primed to have a jump after having such a bad season last year. He's got the biggest the biggest leap to make, right? Call me our Taylor. Any thoughts on the, the current Thunder player that makes the biggest jump during the offseason? Hopefully it's Poku or Lou Dort. I, I don't think it's going to be. I hope it's Bays because he was not good. He was all right when he came back from his his scapula injury. His bruised shoulder. Yeah, his his spat- AKA fractured scapula. Yeah, his his spatula injury. That's always uh, what I think of when I hear that bone name. <laughs> me too. It's I hope he I hope he's a lot better. But to me, it's not even really about his game. It's about confidence and being decisive. Mm-hmm. And if he can get that down, then great, awesome, wonderful. You probably maybe don't need to draft Kaminga anymore. But um, I would I, I hope it's Bays, but I think it's going to be Poku or somebody like Dort that can add more to their game pretty easily. I think uh, I think Poku is obviously a fun one, someone that we really want to see. I, I think the biggest thing for him is just gaining strength and then adapting his game accordingly, especially on his jump shot. If he can get more a lower body strength, that's really going to going to help him. I think with more arch, arch on his shot, and I hope to see that as well as just more strength to be able to help him when he's driving to the rim and absorbing contact. You guys mentioned Dort. You guys mentioned, I think, Baisley's the biggest one, especially because I think there's so much more talent at that position that the Thunder could acquire um, in these next couple of drafts. That kind of puts the pressure on Baisley, so I think you guys are spot on there. The other other person I'm going to mention is Teo Maldon. I think it's going to, going to be really interesting to watch him this offseason and see how he develops, as well as Ty Jerome. Those are two guys I'm going to be keeping an eye on. I have a question for you guys, kind of a follow-up to this one. Let's say we get to mid-October. We get to the preseason. And it is clear that the answer to this question, the player that made the biggest jump in the offseason, is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Where do the Thunder end up at next season as far as the standings are concerned? They're in the playoffs. Like not even playing in playoffs. Because if Shea makes that big of a leap, like we're talking Donovan Mitchell type leap, I think that we saw in the in the playoffs. And that's a I say all that because I think he took such a big leap this season and 
we're just going to get to see more of it this upcoming season um, when the Thunder aren't, I don't know, when he has more opportunity. I'm not sure if he makes that big of a leap again. Like we're talking about a very special player. I think it depends on who's around him still. I think it's a loaded question. That's really hard. So she said. Because <laughs> if he makes a big numbers leap, yep, um, that's different. That than makes like, sense exactly. Than, yep. than the than the on court stuff, like the the eye test. If he makes a big numbers leap, that might frighten me about who's around him. You know, if he's averaging twenty nine or thirty a game, does that mean it's another crappy team around him? Yeah, like what his shot attempts look like. What's his efficiency? Yeah, point. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Taylor from DWizzy58 on Twitter. What up, DWiz? Will OKC bring back Tony Bradley? That's an interesting one. Honestly, I think they do, um, or they at least will, will attempt to. It depends on if Tony Bradley wants to, because based off his uh, exit interviews and some of the things that Nick said, I'm not sure how excited maybe he is about coming back to OKC, but I think it absolutely makes sense to. Um, Mike Muscala is such a wild card. We really don't know. Um, even then, like the Thunder could still use a more of a true big, I think. And Bradley would fill that void, especially now with Moses gone. So if I had to guess right now, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Um, I just don't know what they offer him and what his market looks like. I think that's the biggest question. I think that's a good point. Any other thoughts on Tony Bradley, guys? Yeah, I think it's a numbers game. I don't think the market for him is going to be huge. Um, I mean, if you could get him three years, 15, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. At, at worst, he's a yep. good backup. And I think he's he's fine with that contract, too. Is it wrong that I think 315 is kind of high for Tony Bradley? No. <laughs> no. That's not, not unfair. You just have, I, I think to Nick's point, you kind of have the luxury right now to fill some of that cap space. I think, I think, the, Thunder, I think the Thunder would, would match a three-year 15. Yeah. When's Lou Dort extension eligible again? Is next that- summer. Yeah, so I was thinking it's next summer as well. So my oh. man is getting paid. I think a lot. I'm not not to be the Kamiar pessimist here. <laughs> I think a lot could change with Dort. I think he's he's had all this opportunity <clears throat> the past season and a half. If you bring in a Suggs or a Jalen mm. Green and they're effing superstar level next to SGA and they're going to be the Robin to his Batman or the Batman to his Robin. All of a sudden, you really want to pay a guy like Lou Dort a crap ton of money to come off the bench or be more of a defender. Yeah, but I think another team would. Oh, sure, hundred percent. But that doesn't mean you. That doesn't mean you have to give him big money next summer. Yeah, uh, Kamiar from Corner Tray Three on Twitter says, "How about a sign and trade with the Pelicans for Alonzo Ball and the Thunder take on Bledsoe's contract? Mm-hmm. Bledsoe makes eighteen million next year." It only has three point nine million gar- guaranteed the following year. What are you sending out? Am I did I miss something? Uh, I think this is probably in reference to like uh, maybe a Kemba Walker trade. Oh, well, if it's Kemba Walker trade, then I think you would have to do that. I mean, Lonzo doesn't have to have the ball in his hands, and then you could do something with Bledsoe. Regard, send him like. Of course, it's not as talented as Kemba. And then the Cabo. But send, yeah. send him somewhere. You can I buy him the, out, honestly. The, the, yeah, I was going to say, I think the something you do with Bledsoe was say, here's the money you wrote yeah. for this season. Go oh, away. Yeah. I mean, they're the the uh, apartment Trevor Ariza was staying in is open now. <laughs> send him there. It's true. It's I think true. that was located in Miami. So yeah. It was, but that's okay. <laughs> Still available. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would I would do that in in pretty pretty quick heartbeat if it involved Kemba uh in a sign and trade for Alonzo. And I mean of course you might have to send something like package it with an asset, like a future first, or like it like what would you guys do it if it they wanted 18? Yes, I would for Alonzo. Yeah, it would have to be that would happen after the draft. So it would have to be like whoever they took at 18. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. And to make the money work there uh, with Bledsoe making 18 million next year, that would mean that you're getting Lonzo on like a 20 million dollar a year deal, which I think is I think is probably about market value for Lonzo. I, I also I also love that corner tray three accidentally misspelled Lonzo and called him Lanzo. <laughs> I like that very much. Reminds me of Star Wars or something. Good old Lanzo uh, ball. I think like the way this team is currently constructed, or even like the way they were, they, they were constructed this past season, it makes a lot of sense. The only thing that worries me a little bit 
is if the Thunder do land two top five picks or even just one top five pick, and you end up with, well, probably more so two and five or something because you just don't want Lonzo, you know, taking up some of those developmental minutes for um, a guy like a Suggs or um, Cade or whoever it may be. But shoot, maybe you just play them all together and three-guard lineup again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick, next one from Coriel underscore Charlie on Twitter. Who are prospects you would be okay with OKC reaching for with the 16th and 18th picks? Mm, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of guys that I think the, the combine is going to be telling. You can go back and listen to this podcast when I'm the guys I'm saying at 16 and 18 could be easy lottery picks. I would say Sharif Cooper undersized point and got out of Auburn. Um, hell of a playmaker. I think he likely ends up being like a, a Lou will, you know, sixth man yeah. coming and drop you 20 points, but he's also a good passer. Like he had games at Auburn where he was double digit assists by a lot. Um, I would also say Kai Jones, although at this point in time, he could be in that range by draft night. He could be much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I even think guys like Josh Giddy and and mm. Alpir and Sengun, like like Taylor mentioned, they're high right now. Maybe because they're more unknowns. But I think once you get them in the combine and private workouts, they could shoot up. They could slide down. Um, so I think those those four names are names that I'd like to see at sixteen or eighteen. Trey Mann, I think, will fall in that range with his uh, emoji tattoo, 100. <laughs> um, and, and this is somebody that Justin mentioned. I'm kind of in, in the in the boat, like you said, Nick, that this guy will probably rise quite a bit and probably just take in like, late lottery. But Moses Moody, um, some people oh, have him later on the draft board. I think he goes higher Moses than that. Moody. Also, Zaire Williams. Kind of reminds Zaire. me like the Zaire. That's my, Zaire, thank you. <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy. He kind of reminds me of like the Jalen or Jaden McDaniels range. Like one of those guys that kind of you take a flyer on. Um will go later in the draft. It could be a really good player long term, good prospect. Um yeah, Cooper's really interesting one. I've heard the Cini talk a lot about him, Nick. Oh, also quick Chris, how do you say it? Duarte, the kid from Oregon. Eh, There's been like a lot old, of talk bro. about him. He's, he's old. like he's like 35 years old, him. man. Yeah. <laughs> Get on he that. can shoot and he can play defense and, and apparently he better be able to him. shoot and play defense. He's old. Yeah. He's having a father's day today too. <laughs> so, Hey, so, so is Cade Cunningham though. That is true. That is a fair point there. I mean, there's, there's going to be Ooh. a bunch. Do you, do you guys think I'm going to give you one more name before we go into this Cameron Thomas, LSU, another score. Do you guys think they draft at both 16 Ooh. and 18? No, Ooh. they're consolidating. I kind of have, they a have draft five, crush. five picks in the top 36. You're not bringing in five rookies there. I, I feel very strongly that they're consolidating. Speaking of the sec and speaking of Cooper at Auburn, the Auburn guy, I want is JT Thor. I really like Thor a lot and he's young freshman. I think he's about to turn 19. There's Big another kid out of Florida. Um, I'm not blanking on his name. Um, like excellent defender, like wing perimeter defender. I Oklahoma city has, Dort already, but I think he's going to be a name that slides up. We know that uh, mm-hmm. Thunder have ties to that program at Florida as well. So True. Billy Donovan, Mark Dagnault, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, Taylor, you want to take us through some of the questions in the live stream chat? Sure. Real quick? We'll hit those yeah. as well. We got some good ones as well in here. Um, shout out our guy, Arvin. Whenever we do these afternoon pods, he's able to jump on and, and watch us live because I forgot where he told us he was from um, a couple of pods ago. But um, still pretty, still pretty cool. Glad he could come on here. Um, he mentioned people on Reddit have seen too much Tankathon Sims. It's kind of funny. Um, and then here, okay. So a little off topic, but what's your honest thoughts on and feelings on Katie losing last night? Apparently, speaking of Reddit, people on Reddit are fighting about it. How do we feel? Are we celebrating Katie losing? Um, are we indifferent? Uh, were we wanting him to move on because of his talent and how well he was playing? What do you guys think? Move on. <laughs> Next. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not like, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant lost. F that guy. But, I mean, he lost. It's whatever. Uh, I'm glad to not see the super team win and see the small market team win. So I I enjoyed it, especially when he thought his three or his two was a three, and he quickly Shit, I thought found out. I did, I did too. That was when wild. We, when we all quickly found out it was a two, and I was so elated, 
And then when he airballed the chance to win, I was even more elated. Did you say- see the story that Royce Young retweeted last night that KD wears uh, shoes that are one size too big whenever he plays? Yeah. Uh, so he has like, I guess, extra traction or something. I don't know. It's weird. But, and the amount that his toe was on that line was about a shoe size. <laughs> That's so crazy. Pretty wild. Pretty so wild. So crazy. I will say, though, it's, it's fun seeing KD play at this level again. Not that I'm ever rooting for injuries, but for him to be in like this situation where he's not relying on other superstars and he's really doing it on his own, um, that was a lot of fun. Now, this is a really fun one as well. We were talking about potential restric- restricted free agents that the Thunder could throw offers at. Um, there's been a lot of talks about John Collins. So Joshua Small asks us, what about John Collins? Call Especially me, as well guy. as he's been playing. He is a guy. What, what, what about him? <laughs> what, would you OPC want the Thunder to throw a, a, throw a the bag. offer at him? Pull up the Brinks truck. I mean, <laughs> I would enjoy such such a thing if it were to happen, but I don't know if it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing I, uh, good right now, man. I was going to say, I think the Hawks lock him up. Yeah. Lock him up. The Thunder, the Thunder have the, the, Thunder have the right. opportunity here, though, to be the asshole that, like, yeah, sign somebody to a huge offer sheet just to make other teams match and like tie up more of their cap space. True. But but whenever you sign someone to that, your money is frozen up until it's matched or not. I don't think Presti. Yeah, you have, that game you have no three reason. days. But yeah. I mean, the Thunder have so much cap space; it doesn't really matter, right? Like they can they can play this game for a while if they want, and then I think we've all talked about it. The Thunder are most likely to fill their cap space by Kemba Walker type trades for assets, right? right? So. Hey, give me three days and we'll do that trade. But right now I'm going to go F the Hawks in the A real quick. Right. (laughs) Pull a Blazers with the Ennis Cantor. Exactly. Um, So two more. Um, Arvin, I mentioned him earlier, soul dad. He asked for any updates about SGA's injury. Um, I can't say that I've seen anything, unfortunately, uh, other than him not playing for Team Canada. Yep. I haven't seen anything either. Nick, you're the insider here. I mean, (laughs) He's, uh, I think he could play for Canada. I think he was prioritized, you know, getting help for for next season. I mean, he was doing warmups and stuff. I mean, he's, I don't think yeah. he's, he's, he's just resting it, trying to be smart. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, we're, we're it would be a bad look. It'd be a bad, it'd be a bad look if he went to the Olympics and like re aggravated it or something. Right. Play mm-hmm. next season. I'll put it this way like, at, towards the end of the summer, the Thunder have always, including in this new, new era without Russ, um, have always coordinated some like, um, off season, like get togethers where all the guys get together and do some pickup and run some drills and play. If Shay's not there for that or isn't able to for that, that worries me a little bit. Um, but I'm with you guys. I, I think it's more so just him being proactive. And actually, we got two more now. So we're jumped in. Jackson uh, McElwee, do you think Zaire Williams has the potential to be a KD 2.0 based off Jacob's uh, comments here? A little if while anybody back. had the ability to be KD 2.0, they would be the number one pick in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. There's not very now, many. Does he have the potential to be Chris a, Middleton 2.0? Yeah, ah, there you go. Brandon Ingram 2.0. Yeah, I was say Ingram. Yep. Somewhere around there, yep. maybe, but yep. not the guy that just dropped back-to-back 50-point games in the playoffs. 2.0. That's not happening. Yep. And then Silver wrapping us up here. Uh, what is the percentage that Walker is here at the start of training camp? 100. 100? I don't know. Does that, that, that seem out of the norm? That they no, I'll the, go like 80. The trade went down already? I, I think it I was going to say more like, well, that's a good point. The fact that it's happened so soon. I almost think the, the fact that it's happened so, that it already happened so soon uh, just gives more Presley a little more time, especially heading into the draft and the lottery to, uh, to look at other trades for Kimba. And just the wording on those ESPN articles that, you know, and it, again, it wasn't specific as to Presley's going to work with Kimba now rather than into the season or next summer, but just that he's going to work with Kimba like he did Mello, um, like he did CP3, like he has Horford. But I think it's more like 60-40. I'm, I'm very, very torn on this. Just We kind of talked about this on the, the green room um, that Jacob did on Friday, but I don't know, just Kimba's comments, not that he's like necessarily a pushy guy. I mean, always has a good attitude, very good guy. But I think, um, you know, the fact that he did – encourage i think a trade to boston he was excited about that um his feelings get hurt which is fair um when he was rumored in and was thrown in trade rumors found out he was in trade rumors with the celtics i think he wants to compete now and play for a playoff contender i'm not sure how much he 
really wants to hang around for a half season or a full season with, with OKC. I wonder if he puts a little pressure. Uh, not that it matters. Presley can say, you know, best of luck. But I don't know. I just uh, – I'm not sure – I'm not convinced he's going to be on the team to start training camp. I think it's fair. Um, gentlemen, before we are done with the mailbag pod, I have to ask you, which question – was your favorite one that we got today from Reddit, Ooh. Facebook, or Twitter? Ooh. You like how I uh, enunciate Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> I liked. Mm. Ooh, put you guys on the spot. A whole bunch yeah, of awkward, man. quiet. I kind of liked the question about the one I got from Pac Man Tomlinson keep Kemba at 20 a game or flip him. Because, um, I mean, there, there's, there's good he can do for the team both ways you know yeah that's a good one i liked uh, jesse's comments shout, uh, shout out boomtown hoops she asked about uh, which player improves the most this summer and then made the poker joke at the end but i do think it is you know we keep talking about adding players to this team in terms of the draft and prospects but um i think monitoring these guys that are already on the team and the growth that they take this offseason is uh, really important as well i liked all of them <laughs> all the questions we value all of your questions i love it all right well then Pac-Man Tomlinson on Twitter and Jesse posts here on Twitter. We're going to shoot you guys a DM, get you one of our uh, uncontested shirts. So oh, thank you guys for the perfect. questions. Appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, call me answer doesn't count. We're not shipping everybody a shirt because we're not trying <laughs> to go in the negative in the pod fund. Uh, guys, we will hit some around the association and then uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap this bad boy up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The conference finals, as we're recording this, uh, in the West are here. We have started. Uh, I actually haven't been keeping up with the score. Calm you want to give me an update? Uh, Phoenix is up by six, I think. Ooh, okay. Uh, so Phoenix Clippers in the West. I need predictions. Winner in games. Nick? Suns, just because I think it's more likely Chris comes back than Kawhi comes back. How many games? Six. Six is always the go-to answer, man. Always. <laughs> Taylor, are you taking in the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> Suns in four. No, not really. I just want to pull up that guy. I just want to pull up that image. Um, I think Suns and oh, give me Suns and Seven. I was really Suns close to my Clippers and Seven prediction. I was a game short, but uh Suns and Seven. Suns I think it's a seven and game seven. Series. Call me R, what do you got? 
for the West. Uh oh, I think Kamir froze on us. Yes. He's got his he's got his thinking face. I thought he was he thinking. <laughs> I thought he was just deep deep in analysis there. Okay, well, when we get Kamir back, we will uh we'll get his prediction on that one. Nick, you better get this one right because when people download this episode, they will already have the answer. Hawks Sixers game seven tonight. Who's taking it? Who's going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Love for the Hawks too. I would love it. I, I would, know. I would me love too. it so much. But me too. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Sixers pull it off. I think Ben Simmons has a get out of my face kind of game. Ooh, Ooh, I like it. That's spicy. Okay. I was going to say MB takes over. I'm in the same boat rooting for the Hawks. Um, I, I was very wrong on Trey Young. Um, we'll eat my crow from back when he was drafted. I've loved watching him and this young Hawks team compete, but I think uh, Embiid has a really big game. That's why the Sixers get it done. Okay, so you guys are both taking Bucks Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who wins and how many games? The Bucks are winning it all. Ooh, oh. I like it. <laughs> I that's the amazing so, part about all this. So, so Nick has Bucks Phoenix in the finals. Nick, how many games is going to take the Bucks to beat the 76ers? Um, I'm gonna go with six. Oh I, man, I, just, I was gonna say Bucks and six. I don't know. Man, if, I don't six know. is the go-to answer. I don't. Man. I don't like yeah. how the Suns match up with the big Bucks. Like the Suns That's are very good. like small. Chris Paul, mid mid-sized Devin Booker. They've got Bridges and they've got some you know eight or um Crowder, some some bigger wings. But the Bucks are big, man. Uh huh. He, he asked you about Sixers though. Do you still think six? Bucks. Oh, uh, you, you asked me Bucks Sixers. Yeah, yeah. Bucks Sixers. Oh, I think it's six there and six in the finals. Okay, yeah, Got fair. Six, six, six for Nick here. <laughs> Satan worshiper on the podcast. <laughs> I, uh, Taylor, I haven't been spicy yet. Taylor, so me, B- Bucks, Sixers, who you got? How many games? Give me Bucks and five. Let's, uh, let's Ooh, get spicy because I, like I haven't been spicy yet. I like it. Mm. All right. And then Nick has the Bucks winning the title. Taylor, are you in the same boat? Oh, no. I like the Suns. I, I think they, they get it done. Assuming Chris Paul is able to play in that series um, and at full health, I, I really like I, I Bucks have struggled. Even in this series, um, they kind of got lucky, if we're being completely honest, between the James Harden and Kyrie situations. Um, I think Booker and CP3 are going to present them quite a few problems. I Aiden's going to have to find a way to, uh, to guard Giannis, but he's done a fantastic job so far defending in the playoffs. So give me the Suns. I think that's a, probably another seven-game series, though. Hey, I'm just excited to watch Mike Budenholzer play Giannis 25 minutes in finals games. Yeah, no kidding. Goodness. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Well, unfortunately, we weren't able to get Kamiar back because his laptop froze. You For you two, this is your last chance to get anything off your chest before, well, I guess Nick has the locker room, the, the green room show <laughs> tomorrow, so he'll have one last chance. But this is your last time on the Ooh. pod before – the NBA draft lottery, any final thoughts, feelings, uh, good luck, charms, et cetera, et cetera, Ooh. before it gets here. I'll wear my thunder here on Tuesday. Yeah. We got a piece of advice for thunder fans. It's been mostly happy. Go lucky. You know, futures bright, go ahead and tank when it's seven and 18 on Tuesday night. Don't freak out. That doesn't mean the tank wasn't worth it. That doesn't mean that Presti's not doing anything right. It just happens. I agree with you there. Um, still in good shape, but, and I, Justin's actually going to post an image here soon, um, either today or tomorrow, or maybe even Tuesday with all our predictions. Um, I think the Thunder get one top five pick. I really do. Uh, they have a 75% chance to, so there they you better. Go. Mine is, so for some reason today, I decided to pull up the 2020 draft lottery and watch the uh the four minutes of them pulling the the cards out of the envelopes and it stressed me the hell out and the thunder <laughs> wasn't involved in 2020 and i knew the outcome of it i'm watching a replay of the draft stressed. lottery and i was sitting there thinking oh my god what am i gonna do tuesday as they're pulling these <laughs> note cards out i'm gonna freaking throw up and shit my pants at the same time <laughs> it's gonna be bad so uh, I'm just ready for it to be over. I'm ready for it to be done and for us to be able to dive into uh, draft coverage and, and prospect breakdowns and all that. So agreed. 
Awesome. Well, hey guys, thank you all so much who joined us live today, 3 p.m. Uh, it was an early show on Sunday for Father's Day. So thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Again, Nick will be with you guys tomorrow, Monday, on the Spotify Green Room app. So go hang out with him 24 hours before the NBA draft lottery so we can get all our good luck all mustered up together in one massive Goku spirit bomb. And then Tuesday, right after the draft lottery, we will be live again on the Green Room app. So join us. And then, like I said, at the start of the show, Wednesday, we're going to have a special bonus pod for you. Enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your Father's Day. Take some Xanax. Take some... uh, (laughs) Do whatever you need to to get rid of the anxiety. That's legal, (laughs) please. And uh, hey, regardless if it's 1-5 and or 7-18, and we'll be here with you guys all the way to talk through it, talk you off the ledge, or to celebrate. So we will see you guys then. Until then, and as always... Thunder up and may the ping pong balls be ever in our favor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.